the uh, the uh, piece that we've been learning this week, and that was <coughs> we moved sideways from the Ramchal and Derech Hashem to the Ramchal on the Seder Love Pesach. Ramchal has a piece on that, and we've gone through so far. We went through the significance of of um, Moror and so what Moror is Matzah and the Korban Pesach. And the last item the Ramchal promised that he's going to explain to us is the four cups, the Dal Kaisus. Why are we drinking four cups on Pesach? So some of us, you know, would say, well, you don't need any excuse to drink four cups of wine. But on the other hand, Pesach comes very, you know, closely on the heels of Purim and, and, and takes time to recover from Purim. And maybe we would have said this, maybe we're going to have a time during the year that we're drinking lots and lots of wine. Aside from Purim, maybe we should... We should space them out a little bit better. So the question does need to be addressed. Why are we drinking four cups of wine on Pesach? Four cups of wine on Pesach. Zermchal is going to give us an amazing insight, an amazing parallel between the four cups of wine. He's going to show us how four is a very significant number. We know in Yiddishkeit, four comes up in a lot of different places. And he's going to show us how the four cups of wine really tie in with some other series of fours and other places where you find the number four. And there, there's a whole idea going on over here. And uh, let's see what the Rav Khal has to share with us. So we're this paragraph on the bottom of page Kuf Ainal over here in our photocopies. Amna. Um, it says the Rav Khal. Inyan ha-dalad What is, however, the theme and the idea of the four cups of wine? What do they represent? What are they doing? Why are we drinking four cups of wine on the night of Pesach? Shehine. Yadua shahmadregas ha-sitra achrahim dalad. It's known that the sitra achra also has four levels to it. What is the Sitra Achra? The Sitra Achra is what's also referred to as the Koychas HaToma, and what is known to us as the source of all evil, the source of all Ra. And the same way we're told that holiness in all matters pure and all matters godly have a source and emanates ultimately from the Kisei HaKavid emanate from HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself. And it comes all the way down to us in this world through agents and opportunities. And there are opportunities down here to be within the Kedusha of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that's emanating from Hashem himself. And there are situations within which, every situation within which we can choose to follow what what uh, is being uh, told to us from from the, the highest source of Kedusha of Hashem himself, and by making the right decisions, we are immersed in that. And there are representatives of Hashem's Kedusha, that's our leaders, our teachers, our Rabbanim, etc. So the same thing exists when it comes to making bad moves and wrong decisions, when it comes to Ra, evil, Tumma, and Chayshech. <clears throat> evil emanates from somewhere as well. And there is a source of evil, and there is a command center for evil, and sending out its messages and its advertisements and its enticements, and it has its agents down here as well. That's the Sitra Achra. The Sitra Achra is the source, the Shoirish of Toma, the Shoirish of evil. And there's different types of temptations going on, as we know in the Sitra Achra, and different levels of power within the Sitra Achra. There's areas that are more removed from that command center of Ra, that are more um, easy to deal with. 
I wouldn't say benign, but not as malignant. And the closer you get to the source, things get worse and more powerful and more malignant and more difficult to deal with. And so that's the Sitra Akhra. And the Sitra Akhra parallels, is there for the Zelu Mazev, for the Kaychus of Kedusha, to give us again two things. Three things, really. A source for all of uh, everything that's Ra, a command center sending out its messages and trying to snare people by projecting and advertising itself down here. And finally, agents. There are agents down here that are acting on behalf of the Sitra Akhra. In the same way, powers of Kedusha have agents down here are, are giving us their... their, their um, ideologies down here and have given me an opportunity to hook up with something greater than myself. So that's the balance over here, the Sitra Akhra against the Kaychas of Kedusha. There is a command center for evil. So says the Ramchal, the command center for evil has four basic levels to it. And these are called, other Swarm called them the four levels, four klipis, four layers, as we were just saying. You know, there's, there's the inner core of the, you know, the, the, the most concentrated Worst of the worst bastion of evil itself, the Sharish of Ra, the source of Ra itself. That's the innermost layer. And then around that, there's another layer that's, that's not quite as bad, but you know, still pretty bad. Another layer, another layer. And as we move further out from the innermost core of, of where Ra itself lies, things get a little easier to deal with, but again, it's still Ra. It's still evil. And there's four, says the Ramchal, four primary layers to. And the four primary breaks down into cat and then therefore into categories as well of evil. The cool and shaltu adam. All of these layers. And these layers represent um, different and differing uh, magnitudes of power, but they also represent different types of ra. Different types of um, pursuits that are pursuits that are antithetical to God. And they all were brought into the world from the sin of Adam, Rishon, and An, they were all given power now. They were activated and given power and given the ability to try to snare people, attract people, and pull people in in this world from the Chet and An. And they all oppose Kedusha, they all oppose everything that's good to try to make it, it should not be found in this world. Okay, so before we go on, just to bring this a little bit Closer to home over here, these four layers and the four levels of the Sitra Akhra do represent this uh, um, structuring and layering of powers of evil from the innermost, most concentrated, um, reprehensible core moving outward. But they also represent, as we said, different types of rad, different types of being in opposition to God. They represent different midas, really. The Swarm tells us each of the four main layers of the Sitra Akhra, of the powers of evil, represent different character traits that can be corrupted to go against Hashem. And, 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 and different terms are given in different places for each of these four. You know, we know Chazal talk about different types of, 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 of Midas Ra'os, of bad characteristics. We talk about Kina, Taiva, and Kavad. Leitzanis, we talk about jealousy. We, we talk about... Um, desires that are improper. We talk about the, 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 the attraction of, of honor, of prestige, of leitzanus, of making mockeries of things. Other places we talk about caste, anger. So different places, different, um, a, a different, different 
correlations are made between the four layers of the Sitra Achra and different main types of bad midos, but they go hand in hand with bad midos, okay? Just to get it ground us a little bit, to let us wrap our heads around this a little bit better. So when we talk about the four layers of the Sitra Achra, again, there are four different layers of, of, of categories of Tumo and of Chayshech and of Ra, and each of them does show up in a different main type of bad mido. And the Sitra Achra has the power to try to ensnare us in these bad midos and try to attract us with these bad midos and get us to do bad things with these bad midos and sends agents there. It's agents that are the agents of taiva. In, in, in physical, in, in, in physical incarnate for, form. There are agents that are there to represent covid and, and, and ensnare us with covid. Agents that are, that are there to represent kinah and allure us with the, the forces of kinah, etc. Okay, so everybody got that? That just grams things a little bit better when we talk about the four levels of Rav. The Sitra Achra, they show up in different basic categorical bad midos. And they're now, they're running amok in the world from the Chet of Adam Rishon and onward. They're given power in this world. Kla Yisrael was entrapped by them all. By them all. Kla Yisrael had sung to a point that they had been entrapped by all four of these bad midos. Now, before we go on, I want to shift sideways for just a moment. We're going to make some more connections of four that we'll see. If we make these connections on our own, we'll see how the Ramchal is really hinting to a lot of these things. So four. Four comes up a lot. There's four levels of Ra, four basic categories of bad midos. And we know there's a concept called the four Golios, the four exiles that Kleiser was going to go through. Right? The four exiles. What are the four exiles that Kleiser needs to go through before Mashiach can come. We've heard this concept before. Arba Malchus, there's four different empires that will rule over Klai Yisrael, each of which is a different goddess. You heard this one before, Yasho? So what are those four empires and the four respective Golios, exiles? Bavel. Bavel. Bavel is the first. Edom is the fourth. Pars Madai. Pars is the second. And then there was like Rome, I think. That's Edom, Rome. So we have Bavel, Persia Media, Rome, and Yavon. there's one in between. Yavan. Yavan, Greece. Right. So there was the Babylonian exile, um, Paras and Made, the Persian so Median we're exile. Still in the Roman exile. We're still in the Roman Even exile, that's right. They don't exist anymore. Well, they have kind of amalgamated themselves into the Western world. Uh, that's that's um, America, Europe. That's that's Rome, modern day Rome. Um, what about the we're still in the Roman exile because the Romans were the ones that, that, uh, that put us into exile. They, started it. they destroyed the base of Mikdash. But the modern day incarnation of Rome is um, that's, the, that's the Western world together with Europe. Um, yeah. So, Chazal tell us that each of the four nations, which are the four Golios, represent each one of them is a different layer of the Sitra Achra and comes to bring a different Midorah, a different bad character trait that Klaistral has to be challenged with during that exile. <clears throat> so there's, again, there's Bavel. Um, there is Parasumadai. There is um, Yavan. And, um, and then there's Edom. Yavan and Edom. And um, Different places give different associations of which which empire lines up with which midah. Sometimes we're told Bavel is is uh, kina is about jealousy, Parasamadai is about taiva. Read the descriptions of Achashverosh's uh, 
feasting and partying, right? There's quite a lot of taiva going on over there. Achashverosh be'erv hibav avayker hishava, right? Is all the psulus of of, uh, of Shushan being sent to him? Um, then we have Yavan, and we have uh, Edoim Edoim, sometimes associated with Kavod. Yavan is kind of a, is just a category. is a, is a gullus of sometimes called the gullus of uh, of, uh, of Das. But okay, but the, each of the four empires lines up with a different um, layer of the Sitra Achra, of the Koychas of Toma, and each one is there to challenge us with a different bad Midah. Yes, Arthur? What, what's, what's the fourth one? Babel, Yavan, and Edom? And... Edom is the, is, that's the fourth. The second one was Paras and Madai, Persia oh, Media. That was the second one. Okay, thanks. And we're told also that we find reference to the four Galios the four empires and the four exiles and the four wars on holiness, as each represents a different layer of the Sitra Akra, we find that in the beginning of Genesis. It says, In the beginning of creation, the world was toyu, vavayu, was, was um, empty and, and in disarray, and there was darkness on, on the face of the depths. And there's, there's a medrash that says that Toyu is referring to Babel, Vayu is referring to Paras and Madai. Toyu is, um, is um, this emptiness. Bayu means, means, means chaos. So Toyu, the emptiness that is associated with Babel, Bayu, chaos, we associate with Paras and Madai. Persia media, Chayshech, darkness, we associate with Yavan. Alpneta Haim, the depths. The depths that's associated with Edom, with Rome, and is also a place to find insight into what each of these empires stood for and the corruption that each of them brought in representing each one of them a different layer and a different level and a different category within the Kaychas Ra. But I want to ask a basic question now, <clears throat> and there's something missing from this list. Everybody knows, and we just tick them off. Everybody knows there's four empires and four exiles. Four exiles the Kleiser were in. The problem is there's something missing from this list. What's missing? Well, Germany we put together with Edom. Anything from the destruction of the Second Temple and on. And Germany is actually, there are sources that name Germany as, as Amalek even. Um, but what, what's missing from this list? What's the Gaulus and the Empire that's missing from the list? Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim. Very good. Ding, 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 ding. You got it. There's, you know, Mitzrayim is, is what's afoot right now. Mitzrayim is not on the list. What well, Mitzrayim is missing. Mitzrayim wasn't the Gaulus. Mitzrayim was definitely a Gaulus. 210 long years, bitter years. Mitzrayim wasn't an empire, it certainly was an empire. We start the, the list of the Galios and the empires with Babel. What happened to Mitzrayim? How come Mitzrayim is on the list? So, we're going to answer this question. Because we're going to see. Mitzrayim served a spiritual purpose. Well, okay, I mean, everything really serves a spiritual purpose. Yeah, but it was like an upgrade, kind of. It was an upgrade. Very good. Very good. Very good. And it wasn't a forced exile. Because um, well, when they go down there, they we, we say that they were forced, but they technically went down there through invite, and they weren't like because they could have stayed in Eretz Yisrael. Okay, okay. So Yash is, is making some valid points over here and distinguishing between the Gulf of Mitzrayim and the other Gullias. Technically speaking, we went. It started with us, us going down on our own. Right. Even though he Bavorn that he said it does say he knew that you heard what he no, said. No, yeah. He said Yaakov did go down on his own. He was told to go down, though. He was told to go down. Mm. Um, Hashem told him to go down, right? Um, 
Okay, so that's true. That's true. At the same time, we, we do call Mitzrayim a godless, right? Right. We call it Shibud. So why is it Mitzrayim on the list? There, these are valid differences, but the, the reason is really like this. Mitzrayim's not on the list, not because it's not a godless, not because we weren't enslaved to an empire, but Mitzrayim really has to be thought of. And this puts also a lot of Pesach in, in perspective for us, and we're going to return to the Ramchal in a moment and see it's going to, Ramchal is really going to be speaking a lot of this out. So we're setting up the stage for what the Ramchal is about to tell us. Mitzrayim is the proto-Gullus. All of the Gullus are really to be found in Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim is really the Gullus' Gullus. Mitzrayim is the source for every Gullus. And Mitzrayim is the source for the concept of Gullus. Well, we do find that Germany took inspiration from Mitzrayim on how they created their There you go. You else. see that? So they, 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 there was something going on in Shemaim, the Tsar of Germany, right? The, the guardian angel of Germany knew, knew what he was doing. Mitzrayim is the Shoirish for the four Goliaths. So all the four Goliaths are, are really um, extracts of Mitzrayim itself. Mitzrayim is all four Goliaths rolled together. Mitzrayim is the concentrated source matter for all four Goliaths. And Mitzrayim can be thought of as the, you know, everything in this world has, has a source that it emanates from, including Gullus. So Gullus has a source. Gullus playbook or like Gullus premium. Something along those lines. Or the, 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 the source material for every Gullus is to be found in Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim is the proto-Gullus. Mitzrayim is the concept of the Kleisel can be in Gullus, and it's the beginnings of every Gullus, and all four levels of the Sitra Achra are all there in Mitzrayim, are concentrated within Mitzrayim, and Mitzrayim is <clears throat> the, the um, epitome, really, the epitome of all the Goliaths and the epitome of all the, the entire Sitra Achras that are found, is found in Mitzrayim. So that's why we don't count Mitzrayim as one of the four Goliaths. Mitzrayim is really the, what's behind the scenes by every one of the four Goliaths. Four Goliaths are all specific extracts and, and um, different slices of Golis Mitzrayim. They're all found in Golis Mitzrayim. Okay? So, that being said, so if all four Gullies are found in Mitzrayim, that means all four levels of the Sitra Achar in Mitzrayim and all four challenges that we have are all going on in Mitzrayim at the same time. And that's what the Ramchal means when he says, Yisrael was enslaved and entrapped in all four levels of the Sitra Achar and all four challenges of the four basic levels of Bad Midos and they couldn't get out of there. That's what it means when we were enslaved in Mitzrayim and entrapped in Mitzrayim. Nobody could get out of Mitzrayim. We couldn't get out of the clutches of Mitzrayim, not just geopolitically, not just physically, but in terms of the ra, the choyshech, the temptations and the corruption of Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim represents the totality of all the corruption of all four gullies, the totality of the corruption of all four basic uh, bad character traits. And Kala Yisrael, when we're trapped in Mitzrayim, that means... We're trapped under that shlita. The sitra achra is given shlita, is given power, it has agents, it has power, it can tempt us, and we were entrapped in that power down here. Until the yanked us out of Mitzrayim. Hashem himself broke that power, broke that control that the sitra achra had over us. It broke that the the um, the Sheba, the enslavement and the entrapment that we had, and that was through Hashem illuminating our lives and providing us with, as we said the other day, a korban pesach and destroying 
the power of Mitzrayim and promoting the Hashem's own power for us to access. That's the four Geulas that we have in Parshas Boy. In Parshas Boy. Where um, the four Lashayas of Gula are there. In the beginning of Parshas Boy. Where, I'm sorry, in the beginning of Parshas Boy. Hashem tells Moshe to tell Klai Yisrael that I will redeem them. And we know there's four different expressions there of redemption. Four different expressions of redemption. The four expressions of Geula. Why do we need four different expressions of Geula? Each one is redemption from another aspect of all four levels of Tzitzra Achra, all four bad meters that are there in concentrated form in Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim is the protogolus. We need four different languages of redemption because we're being redeemed from four different um, exiles that are going on in Mitzrayim. All in one. That's right. And we're celebrating. We're celebrating the redemption. We'll see that right now. Um, How does Hashem free us from the four levels of the Sitra Achra? So we remember that the four levels of the Sitra Achra are, are in opposition to the four Hashem's, all of Hashem's Kedusha. So the four powers of Godless, which are all there in Mitzrayim, which are the four levels of Rav, Chayshech, are, in, are in antithetical, in opposition to God. So how does God destroy them? By shining forth with absolute objective reality in place of the fabricated reality of the Sitra Achra, and that also comes in a four. The absolute objective reality of HaKadosh Baruch which overpowers the four levels of the... the, the um, Facade reality, the Sitra Akra comes in four, and that's the four letters of Yudke Vavke. Each of the four letters of Hashem's name represents a different level of Kedusha, and each level of Kedusha, each level of holiness, each level of Tikkun Hamidus, each level of, of, of character perfection as opposed to character corruption is represented and shows up in one in, one in the Yud, one in the He, one in the Vav, and one in the He. And that's why, when it comes time to take us out of its right, what does Hashem say? Who's taking us out of Mitzrayim? Ani Hashem v'loy acher. It says over there, Yudke Vavke. Ani Havayu v'loy acher. The Yudke Vavke, Hashem says, I got to take you guys out of Mitzrayim because part of taking you out of Mitzrayim is destroying all four levels of the temptation of the four categories, basic categories of the Midas Roy, so the Sitra Achra. Ani Yudke Vavke v'loy acher. You guys are going to get out of here. It's Ani v'loy acher. I have to come in with Havayu, with Yudke Vavke. That's what's going to get you guys out of Mitzrayim. And that's the four Lashadias of Geula. Each one, each expression of redemption is coming. One's coming from the Yod, one's coming from the Hay, one's coming from the Vav, one's coming from the Hay, because each of them is there to destroy and to expose the Sheker of a different level of the Kaychas of Toma, the four levels of the Sitra Achor, the four Klippas. Okay, everybody got that? This is very deep stuff, but there's a lot of connection. Again, we see that the Ramchal is putting together as we appreciate after we made that, uh, that, that journey sideways to talk about the four exiles and the four levels of Midas Rois and the four empires. They're all rolled into one, all concentrated in Mitzrayim, or exposed, were enslaved to all four levels of temptation of the Yetzir Hara. Now, Kodesh Baruch says, I'll show you they're all Sheker, I'm going to destroy them all, and I'm going to give you a Yud, instead of, instead of, instead of uh, the power of 
this this left, the, the innermost layer. I'm going to give you a hate instead of this one, a vav instead of this one, and a hate instead of this one, and each one is destroying that level of the power of Tomah and giving us redemption from that bad midah and aligning us with the Kosh Baruch acher. That's the four. That's the four expressions of Gula because there were four different redemptions in Mitzrayim. There were actually four redemptions. When this actually happened in Mitzrayim, that Hashem is smashing through those four levels of Ra and, and, and giving us His power instead, this was really just a beginning. This wasn't the end of everything. This was the beginning of everything. We leave Mitzrayim, but we're still obviously quite tempted. We still add a Yamazet, we struggle. We have Nisyoinus. HaKadosh Baruch Hu just set the ball rolling. He set things into motion when we left Mitzrayim. And what he did was he showed us how to get things done. He showed us what we can access and he shows that we can access it. So in other words, we talked about Hashem taking a letter from his, uh, one letter from um, each of the four letters of his name, and each of those letters is in opposition to a different layer of corruption of the Sitra Achra of the proto Gullus of Mitzrayim, which encompasses all four Gullias. And we talked about Hashem's Koyach of the Yud going Keneged, the, 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 the Soyu, and the Hey Keneged, the Vayu, and the Vav Keneged, the, the um, it's really the other way around, perhaps um, Keneged, the, the, um, the Chayshech, and the. Um, it is, yeah, don't, don't, it, disregard how I'm, I'm lining it up. It's really, it's really the, the opposite direction. But in any case, the, each ice is going to negate one of the empires and one of the Goliaths. And we talked about Hashem destroying, but it's not so much destroying as much as it is subduing. The Kaichas Hatoma were not destroyed in Mitzrayim, but they were subdued. We were Meshubah to them. And Kleis over 210 years was in the power of these Midas Rois. And that's why we had sunk to the 49th level of Toma, because they had total control over us, total power over us. In, in Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, Hashem didn't destroy them as much as subdue them. And Hashem showed us that by accessing Havaya and aligning ourselves with the Midas Toivus and the Kedusha of, of everything that is coming from Havaya and from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we can subdue and overcome all the Midas Rois. We can overcome them. They weren't destroyed. But Hashem not, didn't destroy the Sitra Achra in Mitzrayim, the four levels, as much as Hashem showed us the Mahalach, how to overcome them. And that's what the four Lashayans of Geula were. They were redemption and not destruction. Hashem redeemed us, saved us from captivity, but didn't destroy the captor. Hashem showed us the key to get out of the jail cell. But the jail is still over there. We walked out of jail. Everybody understand? And each of the four letters of Yudkei Vavka, Ani Havai Voloi Acher, is a different key to get out of different jail. So Hashem gave us the keys. So that was the, that's what the Ramchal means when he says it was the beginning of the process. Not that the Yerushalmi destroyed the four empires. Harai, that they come back again. You know, we're going to go back to Babel. We're going to go back to Parzim Odai. We're going to go back to Yavad. We're going to go back to Edom. But Hashem has given us the keys now. And being that He's given us the keys and He shows us how to suppress them, we access the Yud, we access the Hey, we tap into the Koychus of Kedusha. They're only going to be finally destroyed at the end of days when Mashiach comes. But from Yitzhak's time, until Mashiach, we have the keys now. We have the ability, we have the mahalach, we have the approach, we know how to, how, to, how to get things done. When Mashiach comes, the Gemara tells us that's when the Sitra Achra will finally be geshachted. 
It can be compared to someone who is chopping down a tree. You want to chop down a tree? I'll show you how to do it. I'll give you an axe. I'll show you where to cut it, how to cut it. And year after year after year, you hack it a little bit more, hack it and whack it, and you're chopping the tree a little bit more. And the tree is getting weaker and weaker and weaker as every year goes by, and you have more and more and more power over that tree. And eventually the tree is going to topple down to the ground. Says the Ramchal, that's what happens. That's what happens every year as we go through Pesach again. Comes down in full force again. The full force of all the Kedusha, all of Hashem's system, which opposes the system of the Sitra Achra, all of Hashem's Kedusha and Oyer, the Oyeris, that are there in the Kisei that oppose the proto-Gallus of Mitzrayim, we go through that zone once again. We're given that axe once again. We can start chopping once again every year as we go through. We can grab onto the Yud and the Hay and the Vav and the Hay. Every year we get a little bit closer to the final destruction which is coming up. When the four, it's time for the four to burn themselves out. That means the Sitra Achra is burning itself out. That means the power of the nations over Klaisol is burning itself out. It all goes hand in hand. The power of the Western Empire, the Western world over Klaisol, the modern day Edom, modern day Yavan, modern day Bubble and Parasim Madai. Their power over us burns itself out. As we're told, and Navi says already, that when Mashiach comes, the nations will drink four cups of suffering, four cups of, of, of misery. They'll drink four cups of misery. And the four cups of misery that the nations will drink is be the four cups of the final surrendering of their power over us. Well, Yisrael, you dal kaisas shall Yeshua. For Klaisrael, it's four cups of Yeshua. Kais Yeshua's S of Hashem, Hashem Ekra, as the Pasuk says. We lift a cup of salvation of Hashem, Havaya Ekra. To read it back, it's that Pasuk. When we recognize that through Havaya we have a Yeshua from the, the nations who will have to drink four cups of misery, that's Kois Yeshua's Esau. Through the, the Yudkei Vavkei. So, that puts quite a lot together. In short, the four cups that we're drinking on Mitzrayim are four cups of Yeshua, where we see the what was set into motion by Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, what was set into motion was Hashem giving us the power to overcome and subdue the four concentrated Goliaths that are there in source form, in Shire form, in the protogolus of Mitzrayim. And that's the four redemptions, the four Lashonis of Geula, was each one giving us another exit, another way out, another key to escape from another layer, another category of the Sitra Akra. And, and we drink a Kois as a Kois Yeshua's Esa, a toast, a, a celebration for each of those four keys. We're drinking one cup for the, the, the Yud that, that got us out of the, the power of, that, that allows us to get out of Edoim. And the He that allows us to get out of the power of Yavan. And the Vav that allows us to get out of Parsim Madai. And the He that allows us to get out of the power of Bavel. We drink a Kais for each one of them. And um, that's the Indian of the Dal Kaisis that we are having on Lel Pesach. Okay, that is the Dal the, Kaisis. Uh, so that's a lot of connections, quite a lot to drink and digest over here. 
Um, we're almost. Let's just do a few more lines over here. There's, that's that's that wraps up the Dal Galias, and the Ramchal says he goes on. What are the primary themes of the night of the, of, of the Lel Seder is that we see that we're B'nai Chayrin. We have Chayrus, freedom. Again, that's freedom from so many things now. We're B'nai Chayrin. Not just physically, not just geopolitically. Not just that we have autonomy, but we're have we're we're chayr, b'nei First of all, as we just mentioned just now, b'nei chayr, from the powers of the four klipas, the sitra achra, the four kina, taiva, kavid, um, uh, leitzonis, all the four main bad midas. We have freedom from that. Hashem gave us the keys. Hashem gave us the axe. Had it chop and de- and and, and weaken and subdue them. We have chayrus. Also, we saw. From Guf 1.0, as we mentioned the other day, that's the Mar, Vayimaris Chayim. We have Chayrus from the, it goes back to the idea that we had earlier in the week as well. Up until Yitzhak Shrayim, every member of humanity, including Klaes themselves, including the Avasa Kedoshim, had lower level Guf, a Guf 1.0, as we refer to it, uh, a Guf that was not interested in Kedusha, a Guf that's not on board, doesn't participate with the Neshama. We're given an upgraded Guf, we're given a Guf that is, can be excited about Kedusha, that likes to learn, that can get into davening, can get into mitzvahs. That's another Cherus also, that's Cherus. Cherus in the fact that the Guf is not a necessary anchor anymore, is not a necessary dead weight dragging us down anytime we want to do mitzvahs. That's Vaiter Cherus. Um... Okay, the Ramchal wraps this up. And he just brings us back to the matzah again, as we mentioned the other day. The matzah is there to reinforce Guf 2.0, an existence that of which the Guf can be raised to the Neshama, participates in the Neshama, is drawn after the Neshama, instead of being dragged behind the Neshama. That brings us finally to the Afi Koyman, to make sure to give this a chalois. What takes Pesach into the year? What takes us Pesach beyond Pesach? That's the Afi Koyman. That we're not just eating matzah on Pesach. The Afi Koyman is stockpiling the lesson of matzah for the whole year. Everybody got that? That's big stuff. As we mentioned the other day, we don't eat chametz all year. And we do eat chametz during the year, even though chametz is the Yetzirah. And the idea is because Pesach is what aligns us. Pesach is the critical formation when we're forming the cleat, when we're blowing that glass vessel, when we're shaping the pottery. And at the end of this shaping process, we want to package something away that we're going to be able to take Pesach beyond Pesach and Pesach into the year and the Matzah into the year that our whole life now going till next Pesach will be built on that Matzah on that upgraded Guf how do we take Pesach into the year? that's the Afi Koyman and listen to this unbelievable connection the Ramchal is about to make that's why we eat the Afi Koyman at the end of the Seder we eat Matzah at the beginning of the Seder we eat the Afi Koyman at the end of the Seder to be able to move forward with that that's why you can't eat anything after the Afi Koyman the Afikoman has to stay in your mouth, and that's taking it beyond the Seder, taking it out, out of the Seder. And we, we, we are, um, by ensuring that we don't eat anything after the Afikoman, we're declaring that I want to take the Afikoman beyond the Seder. I want to take the matzah beyond the Seder, and now the matzah comes with us, accompanies us out of Pesach, and the rest of the year is built off of Guf 2.0 now, a Guf that, that works together with the Neshama, not just cooperates, but is, is captivated by the Neshama, as opposed to dragging the Neshama down and the Neshama having to schlep it up the hill. The same way we don't want the taste of the Avikoman to leave our mouth. 
the light will not depart from the neshama, meaning the neshama will be able to illuminate the guf, moving forward beyond Pesach, and the guf will be an active, willing, and excited participant in everything that the neshama has to offer, as opposed to the other way around, which we had before the Yisrael Mitzrayim. That wraps up the Dal Kaisis, that wraps up Cheirus, that wraps up the Afi Kaiman, and that's that, Rabbi Yisrael. So thank you all for tuning in, thank you for joining, um, and it was a very, uh, very, very... Um, Nice being able to go through the Ramchal's piece on the Lel Seder together with the Eilam over here. And everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos, a wonderful Rish Chaydash, and the Chag Kosher V'Sameach. What's happening next week? I don't know yet. We may not have class next week, but we may still have class next week. The Kailo is officially on vacation. The Kailo is kind of on vacation all year round, but they're also on vacation next week. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, excuses. That's right. I agree with you. Um, we may or may not have class next week. We'll see. Okay, but anyway, but in the meantime, have a great Chagiga, we're having. We may have Chagiga also Sunday night. Sunday night.